2: Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about today, we can talk about money, investing, and more. It's become a familiar sight to see little change in the S&P 500. We had a very bullish November, December, January, February, and then, hmm, everything started to slow down. Um, That's a reflection of the market being in a drift mode, trying to find direction. Some people are awaiting clarification on several important items that have ratcheted up the sense of uncertainty. Um, Let's see, for instance, the Federal Reserve is, some of their notes have been released from the last meeting in March 14 15. And there's this desire by the Fed to see what views are being shared about the strategy of using balance sheet management as a policy tool. So there's some uncertainty. Then you get the upcoming April 6th and 7 meeting between President Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping. You get the legislative agenda and the current lack of agreement within GOP, not to mention across Congress over health care reform and tax reform. It looks like tax reform's not dead on arrival, but pretty close. There's a partisan divide over Supreme Court nominee Neil Gorsuch, which you kind of don't want. In theory, you'd want the best judge there, but there's a partisan divide. The rising level of geopolitical angst regarding North Korea, who launched another missile uh, test this week. Uh, they test-fired a ballistic missile in the sea off its coast on Wednesday, trying a 10th, 10th, 10th response from the U.S. Um, at some point in time, we make a move. In the past, North Korea has always had this situation where like, they'd rattle the saber, they'd rattle the saber, and we'd say, okay, here's, here's $100 million of food. And that was good enough, but
1: uh, that could flare up.
2: So I'll tell you what, we're not sending troops into North Korea. Uh, that would not go well there's a rising level of geopolitical angst right now and whether it starts with North Korea but then you get into the whole UK Brexit, you get into French elections, there's a very lackluster feel on Wall Street which sometimes could just be, we had a great first quarter up five percent, it was huge there's some miscomings, misgivings about the upcoming French presidential election which some see as a potential threat to the existence of the European Union there's recognition that hard economic data and the yield curve have been contradicting the soft data. A lot of stuff going on, right? Just a little undercurrents in the sea. Markets hanging in there again this morning, 80, aided by rising oil prices. A $7.5 billion buyout offer for Panera, which is about a robust 30% premium to its 30-day volume weighted moving average. So good for Panera if you're a shareholder. You're very happy. I'm very happy today. Uh, See, so we got payrolls that came out, and better than expected. So again, if you just go buy one piece of economic data, and sometimes it's, I think you can, and that one piece of economic data being, are we employed, because a lot of things fall into place at that point in time. We go on vacations, we spend, we have children, We have hotel, we go to hotels. We, uh, vacation is what I'm trying to say there, we we spend. So the jobs number, again, the number of jobs being created is a pretty good number. Now, uh, there's more than that. Just chew on. Don't forget, Friday we get the uh, employment report on the U.S. I think that's something that people are looking forward to on some level. Maybe you can look forward to employment report. <laughs> I know you're saying, Rob, I'm looking forward to the NHL postseason. Rob, I'm looking forward to the basketball postseason. I'm looking forward to the jobs report. So which one of us got beat up as a nerd as a kid, huh? So one of the areas that a lot of people are starting to start thinking about and it's starting to become another potential tone for the market, and I think it would be a very bad one, is whether or not Donald Trump can get his central economic promises ca- you know, capped. His young administration, one of the things that he, he built his presidency on is large corporate tax cut. But Wall Street's not buying that. It's coming anytime soon. A lot of people wanted um, Obamacare to be repealed so that you could fund parts of that big tax cut. So there's an analyst group named Jeffries. They're saying that stumbling blocks such as divisions in the Republican Party over the American Health Care Act um, and recent reports about the possible tax plan from Trump's administration should inspire a healthy dose of skepticism. It doesn't require copious research to conclude that tax reform will be a challenging to pass, disagreements over border adjusted tax, the failed health care reform bill to all points, you know, a steep road ahead. And as Wall Street gets, you know, further on with that, Wall Street can go, oh, I really was counting on that. Um, you know, Andrew Ross Sorkin of the New York Times reported back in March, late March, not that long ago, that the Trump administration was working off 20% corporate tax as their base for any reform plan, and they were considering a rate as high as 28% after the American health care um, misstep. That's a pretty big difference. 20% to 28 right? A the continuing theme in my life is teenagers. Teenagers think Google's cool. That's worthy of note. So it's a big brand and uh, you know, you have the big stocks Amazon and Alphabet and Netflix and Facebook. And the one that's cool I'm not gonna say wins them all, this isn't Highlander, this isn't um, Scottish ninjas cutting off each other's heads. Uh, But Google and YouTube are some of the coolest brands around. California technology giant is being ridiculed online over the self-promotional report. It's entitled uh, It's Lit. So Google paid a research firm to do research on what are cool brands for teenagers, and oddly enough, Google's brand showed up on it. So YouTube is huge, followed by Netflix, followed by Google. And then you get into other brands like Xbox, Oreos, GoPro, PlayStation, Doritos, and Nike. Um, The Chrome browser also on this list. So, But sometimes perception is reality. And uh, being hip with teenagers is really an important thing in the world of investments. So Twitter just lost its marquee video deal with the NFL to Amazon. I found that interesting in the sense that Amazon offers so much if you get Prime. I'm not, you know, uh, schlepping for Amazon. But their music service is pretty good. Their video service is pretty good. They've got a photo backup system that's pretty good. Now they're offering an NFL game. Very soon, you will not need regular TV. 800 516, 1220 each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Mercedes has formed a new alliance to develop robot taxis. Robot parade. Robot parade. The the alliance is going to help develop software before 2025. So somewhere between 2020 and 2025, a lot of big things are supposed to happen in cars. You can find me online at Roblox.com. It's robblack.com. We'll take a break. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. 1220. That's 800 516 1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Sometimes I put together news for the story and it kind of makes me cringe. The billionaire founder of eBay is ready to donate $100 million to sport. What do you think he's going to sport? AIDS research, um, stopping poppy mills, uh, how to save water, a new type of semiconductor that improves you know, car performance. No, he's donating $100 million to support uh, countering the rise of fake news. It's like, really? I guess that's important, right? But... To me, I wish that $100 million... I wish he was donating $100 million to support Rob Black researching uh, how different Sands feel in between his toes when he's on beaches. I would take that. Probably not going to happen, though, right? Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Amazon's now worth twice as much as Walmart. Go back 15 years ago, and you didn't probably know much about Amazon. But you definitely knew Kmart sucked. Thank you, Rain Man. And you kind of knew that Walmart was one of those companies that, we don't like you, Walmart, because you're putting mom and pops out of business. But gosh darn, we still sure love your cheap stuff. We're not saying people that shop at Walmart are hillbillies. Uh, but maybe there is a correlation <laughs> on the number of chromosomes missing or something like that. Um, but yeah, Amazon now worth double, double what Walmart is. And I'm not going to say the best is yet to come, but that stock rocket's higher. I'd be interested to see how Amazon and Apple and Netflix do if we hit like a two-year, three-year bear market, and those are painful because you keep waiting for things to go up and they just don't. Let's bring in Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. Talk a little Bay Area. Loan Source Real Estate. Let's welcome in Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez is a mortgage lender. You can find him at bayarealoansource.com. That's bayarealoansource.com. Tony, fixing your credit. That's something we've all been there, gotten into a late payment. I have one in the last five years. And my story is kind of goofy. It was a mortgage payment that Mm -hmm. I sent in the payment. They didn't cash the check. Uh Uh-oh, then they notify me, and they say, okay, now that you're almost late, send it to this P.O. box. And I thought I did. I'm pretty sure I did.
3: Yeah, and that's the worst one to, to pay late is the mortgage, especially if you're looking at other kind of uh, real estate transactions, because it really hangs on there for quite a while, no matter what your credit score is. It dinged my credit. Yeah. Uh, credit score has the biggest effect on your uh, rate and almost any product that you're going to get, whether it's a credit card, a car loan, or a mortgage. The mortgage, obviously, is going to be the largest expense because you're going to pay that over 30 years, and it can really add up. The difference between a 640 score and a 740 score on a a traditional type of of loan is about 1%. On a $400,000 loan, that's $200 a month more that you're spending because you have a lower credit score. So the first thing I would do is get a copy of your credit report. You can go to annualcreditreport.com, or you can go to your creditor. Let's say you're doing a, a transaction of some sort. Hopefully, they'll be able to show you the, the, the credit report. Check for accuracy. Make sure that everything's on there. And if there's some things that you can fix that are easy, try to do it on your own or use that creditor. If they're a lot more difficult, then you can try using some of these invasive credit card companies and they uh, credit repair companies. And they can range in price from $85 a month to a one-time $2,000, $3,000 fee, depending on how bad it is and how um, what's the necessity of, of how quickly you need it. So, What's ironic or
2: what's odd about a credit score is you have to use credit and maintain credit to have a good credit right. score. Right. There's a
3: lot of misconceptions about how to f- keep your credit good yeah. and how to improve your credit. I, for instance, grew up as a
2: young man thinking, if I have no credit card debt, they'll love me because
3: I pay off my credit card. Where mm-hmm. a credit card company... Want you to carry a balance because that's how they make money, and it's also how the it's part of their algorithms that they use to calculate your actual credit. You have to use your credit cards. The best way to do on a credit card, for example, is to have a balance below thirty um, percent of the limit. So if you have a limit of ten thousand, you want to keep it below three thousand, but you want to keep using it. You, you definitely want to, don't want to pay it off every month. Your credit score will be lower than somebody who actually has ten credit cards. They pay on time and keep their balances low. Another way to keep your credit uh, clean is is keep keep accounts open and don't close them, but definitely make sure you manage them and they don't get stolen. And 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 that brings up another point too. You also want to keep you want to keep them an open. Eye on your account.
2: Well before we go there, keeping your credit lines open mm-hmm. ages the account, the yeah. average years that you've had credit. So if you like, open up a lot of new credit cards, mm-hmm. you're, you've only had credit maybe from five years will go down to one year because you just opened right. five new credit cards. So Correct. All, all those years of, of paying on time just got watered down because you opened up too many new credit
3: cards. Yeah, there's, there's several factors that will affect your credit, um, your lower balances, uh, accuracy, collections, time, new accounts. Uh, the, there's three bureaus. There's Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. And add a dot .com at the end of the, each one of those, and you can go and get your own credit report. You can also d- do disputes. This is when you want to do your fixing your credit on your own. You can do a dispute through that agency or that bureau. Um, or you can use your creditor to do what they call rapid rescores. If you need a really quick transaction and there's something easy, maybe it was a, a mistake on your credit report, you can show up a bill and say, I did really pay this, and you can do a rapid rescore. And sometimes there's a big difference. Like if you're doing a rental property and you're buying an investment property, there's minimum scores you need to meet if you have a certain down payment. And some people need to do these types of rapid rescores. So getting in front of your credit is important. We talked about monitoring your credit. There's some good tools that you use. For instance? Credit karma is why. Credit karma? That's an app on a phone. It's an it's an app, but what it, it it may not be the most effective tool to managing your your credit, but it gets you involved. It's it tells you that All your accounts that are on there, what your balances are, and it also alerts you if this, if new new entries come up, new inquiries, and and new credit. So it's a way that people get involved, and I think that everyone should be involved in their credit because it has such an impact in the in the financial industry.
2: Good idea. And one last final thought that I want to throw out there is to improve your credit score, go out and get a credit. You know, go put a thousand dollars on your credit card and start paying it off slowly. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but if you really, really, really want to improve your credit, that's one way of doing it. Show that you could pay on time. We've been talking with Tony Mendez with com. That's com. And I'm Rob Black. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Do you know to a wedding cost now? It's pretty offensive. You can save money on a wedding you really should try. $35,329. Holy mackerel. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. My blood is rushing on, rushing on. I don't need no reason. Don't
1: be control. I've got so high no ceiling when I'm in my zone. Because I got that. I can see you when I escape the illusion. now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. So, I work at a news station Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because I do a news hit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That it's replayed the evening a couple times. Um, it's, it's lovely. I feel real good about it. It's good work. TV's a little bit faster than radio, so you don't get a lot of time to get into the data. You almost have to go, oh gosh, it's super expensive to have a wedding and it's $300,000 million. Now, back to you, Chuck. Um, whereas with radio, you get to sit there and talk about it. But I do the show live from, obviously, TV four days a week, then I do it live from Fremont, California, one day a week, which is where the uh, Tesla factory is. Um, Why am I telling you that? Because there's a, a, I just saw a traffic update uh, on my TV station. There's a couch in the road on 880 right next to the exit that I usually get off. And I don't know what it is about the East Bay. (laughs) The Bay Area's got the Peninsula, it's got the North Bay, it's got San Francisco, it's got the South Bay... Uh, it's got the East Bay. In there. East Bay, man. If they sh- we just build graphics in TV like couches and uh, motorcycles, because it's always a motorcycle that's down or a couch in the roadway. Anyway, save money on your wedding day. If the average wedding costs thirty-five thousand three hundred twenty-nine dollars, try to get it done in your world for twenty thousand. Go big on the honeymoon, go small on other areas. Be realistic. I don't believe people should invite more than 20 people to a wedding, maybe 30. But you don't understand, I have a large family that's been waiting for this. I like, go, oh, okay. What you could do is have a nice party the next day or uh, a week before or a week after, maybe when you get back from your honeymoon. So starting your marriage off in debt by having too many people there, it's just a bad idea. Um... I have credit cards and I use them, and I love them, and uh, the points really start to add up if you have the right cards. So I think it can be smart to use a credit card for wedding-related purchases, as long as you're not taking on more debt than you can afford. Um, getting that 2% or 3% back is pretty awesome. Uh, consider a winter wedding, winter weddings or win- wedding dates, winter wedding winter dates. Uh, wedding dates aren't all created equal. And if you go for areas that don't have as much demand, you'll get more do-re-me. And you may even get lucky. You get a nice warm day, per se. Um, book a Sunday. Saturday is the most popular day for weddings. Uh, it's generally the most expensive day to get married. You can likely reserve your venue at a much lower price if you wait till Sunday or a weeknight. I know you're saying, but Rob, it's my wedding. Um, put a twist on the plus-one etiquette. Instead of giving all guests that plus one, limit them to couples you socialize with regularly Uh, to avoid awkward questions. Explain, you know, how you're determining the list. So there's a thousand and one million ways to save money. Um, If you're looking for a dress, you know, I'm not going to say... I I live real close to Palo Alto, and uh, it's fair to say that the, the thrift store or the... I'm not going to say pawn shop because that's not quite what I'm trying to say. Uh, the Goodwill has some pretty good stuff, and uh, I have no shame in that. So, if I'm close to uh, Palo Alto or San Carlos and their Goodwill, you go in and you can find like a winter jacket, ten bucks that would normally cost you you know 140, 150, uh, barely used. So. The national average spent on a wedding dress is $1,564. So you can pick up a white dress in a prom section of any department store and start you know, tinkering with some substitutions. Consider negotiating. I think that's always a good idea. Lots of unexpected expenses prop up during planning, including cake cutting and corkage fees. Um, you know, Power cords for your DJ in the photo booth. If your venue has them, try to use the resources like linens and tables instead of having someone cart those in for you. So those are just some, you know basic ideas. You can find me online at uh, robloxshow.com dot com. It's robblackshow dot com. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. He's a certified financial planner. Let's welcome in Certified Financial Planner Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And he is a Certified Financial Planner, which is different than a stockbroker, which is different than um, you know, an investment advisor. It's different than a Certified Retirement Specialist, which is a made-up title. The only title I care about is a CFP. Let's talk withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Let's talk pulling money out, withdrawal methods. Um, if you don't want to make a baby... No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about pulling money out of <laughs> retirement. Um, you you got this nest egg. What's the concept that we need to know on how to pull money out so that the rate we don't burn too much too fast?
4: Well, the first idea is getting in a, knowing whether or not you're you're withdrawing too much. Right. If you're 50 years old and you're having to draw four percent of your portfolio to live, and you think you can stay retired, you can't. You have potentially 50 years worth of inflation. So if you're drawing $50,000 a year now, in 18 to 20 years, you're going to have to live draw $100,000 a year to live. And with muted returns in the in the bond side, very low income on bonds, you're going to run into problems. So, you know, 65, if you can draw 4% of your portfolio to live, you're going to be okay. More than that, you're going to run into some problems, which means that means that you're not going to be able to keep up with inflation
2: how realistic is it that I never touch my principal and I just live off my
4: dividends? If you can retire at 65 and, and comfortably have, you know, 2% of your portfolio to live and then that starts the draw rate, so eventually you're going to have, you know, be pulling, you know, all of your income. Yeah. So if you're only pulling 2 or 3%, that means a majority of your returns can be reinvested for future inflation. Um, and in the past, you could just, if you were that type of a wealthy person, you could just turn around and put all your money in treasuries. Now that's not the case. Treasuries are at a, a historical low in terms of yield, how, and so there's almost more risk there than having a mix of stocks and bonds.
2: How often do you recommend people search for higher yield, knowing that they're going to compromise on credit quality and/or compromise on uh, equity smoothness or uh, what am I trying to say? Principal uh, risk.
4: Well, what you look at is credit spreads. Okay. So the times where you're going to look at compromising or taking a little bit more risk and going for that higher yield. And an example of this is you look in March of 2009, where all bonds were thrown out with the stock market. I mean, the bond market got crushed for a short period of time. And the spreads between AAA-rated debt and government debt versus high-yield debt was at an all-time high. And within a year or two, you had you know 15 to 30% rates of return on high-yield bond funds, Um, So when the credit spreads between high-quality bonds and high-yield bonds is at a historical high or higher than the 10-year average, that's when you move money into those categories. The problem is right now that I think a lot of people are moving into way too much into preferred stocks with financial companies. Um, They're moving into uh, high-dividend-paying stocks that are directly tied to interest rates, and they're searching for that yield to replace bonds and replacing it with very volatile assets. How about protection from inflation? You mm-hmm. can truly never protect yourself from inflation, even with Treasury
2: Inflation-Protected Securities, because different types of inflations occur. You know, tips only protect you against consumer inflation, sort of. Yeah, kind of the concept. CPIU. CPI. Yeah. Whereas senior citizens, their inflation is more tied towards healthcare costs, which is higher than the CPI, typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 5 to 6%. So can you truly protect yourself against inflation with your principal, or is that just a fantasy?
4: In theory... Okay. You can by um, – in terms of – if you look at an overall bond portfolio, you typically want some corporate bonds, a mix of you know high quality and a, a mix of a little bit of high yield in there when you're retired. On the government bond side, you want basic government bonds, and those come in the forms of treasuries or TIPS, treasury inflation-protected bonds, where the face value of the bond gets adjusted upward if there is inflation, um, and uh, Ginny Mays, for example – but then of your bond portfolio, you want a good percentage of that too in foreign bonds. And this is something we talk about. Because if you're earning interest rate, if you're earning interest in other currencies' bonds, or other countries' bonds, and their currency, and your dollar's falling, once you move that currency back into US currency, you get that extra boost from the the exchange rates. So by being with a good foreign bond manager and they're focusing on countries that have an increasing currency versus the US dollar. That's a, that's a hedge against inflation as well. And then investing also in things like you know, energy stocks that pay a nice dividend. That's another way to do it. So in theory, you can. But we're, we're, we're coming into a time, Rob, where 10 years ago, nobody was investing in commodities. Right. And the correlation was almost negative to the stock market. So you know if stocks were down, typically commodities would be up, kind of like with bonds. Now, everything – real estate used to be that way as well. Now, both real estate and commodities have gone closer to a correlation with the stock market. So really, to really hedge against the bad times, you still need that three years' worth of expenses in cash in retirement. Any
2: final thoughts on taking capital gains as an investment strategy as far mm-hmm. as pulling down your uh, principal?
4: Yeah, because what you have to do when you, uh, you know, five years prior to retirement, you need to look forward and say, how much am I going to have to draw from my portfolio every year? So here's my expenses. Maybe it's 100000 a year and you're getting fifty from Social Security and your pensions. You're going to have to draw fifty from your portfolio. That means you're going to have 150000 in cash. And that's where you're gonna spend your money from. You're gonna send your dividends and interest from your your portfolio to your checking account and you're gonna spend some of your cash. And every quarter you look at your portfolio. If you have an up quarter, you peel off enough of those gains uh, to replenish the cash. Does that mean you pay taxes? Yes, but would you rather pay taxes on gains or watch your gains disappear?
2: We're talking withdrawal from your lump sum, from your pension, from your retirement plan, from your nest egg. I'm speaking with certified financial planner Chad Burton for more information about how to draw down your account. Find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.
1: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeart Radio. black.com now back to rob black and your money on am 1220 kdow i'm rob black talking money investing in more thanks for listening to the show
2: sometimes headlines kind of tell you everything you need to know about where we are in, as a society colorado man colorado man chokes to death in donut speed eating contest we've got a pretty good society and we're doing donut eating contests, speed eating. Maybe we're a little bit like Rome, where we're having to do crazy stunts to entertain people, which Rome did badly. But you have to imagine that people in parts of the world that are way poorer than ours must look at us and go, "I will eat one donut. Just give me one. I don't have to eat it fast." So we have something here called extreme eating. And I don't get it. So, we have professional eaters. People who stretch their stomachs, they can do this. So, but if anyone deserves to die, it's speed eaters. Um, the 42-year-old man choked to death in Denver while attempting to devour a half-pound donut in an extreme eating contest. He um, His passing comes on the same day that a 20-year-old Connecticut college student Caitlin Nelson fatally choked as she tried to speed-eat a pile of pancakes during a charity event. What's up with this speed-eating epidemic in the United States? We need to have some sort of coalition against a speed-eating nation or something along those lines, right? So, man man dies eating donut. Mm. Mmm, donut's. If I were to tell you which one's the fake story, man dies eating donut, woman dies eating pancakes and or uh I don't know. You get the idea. Eight hundred, five one, six, twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. Every now and then we get predictions that come out of Stephen Hawking. And every now and then I just totally gloss over it. Just to say. Uh, 800-516-1220, calls in the air. Chris Evans, is, he just dropped a pretty big hint that he's going to drop out of being Captain America. Uh, or is he negotiating? So, he's been involved in these highly profitable films as Captain America. And uh, he says when his contract's up, he's going to leave. He says, I have Avengers 3 and 4. So we do Avengers 3 now, 4's later part of the year. And if that, he says, the contract. So, I don't know. Do you walk away from easily a $20 million payday f- for anything? I know you get to the point where you have enough money, for sure. But $20 million is a lot of money. Are you with me or are you against me? 800-516-1220 of each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, Twitter lost its marquee video deal to, with the NFL to Amazon. It makes more sense for Amazon because they have a video service... Whereas Twitter was just trying to get like people talking, buzzing. iPhone 8 launch may be delayed and pushed to October. That would be a problem. Gotta have my new iPhone 8. I'm an American. I eat donuts for a living. Gotta have it. Uh, so Apple's iPhone 8 may be facing delays. Apple's expected to launch its new high-end iPhone 8 in September when it normally launches the device but a recent report from a Chinese-language economic daily news suggests the launch may not happen until October or November. A lot of people would be upset by that. So, Pokemon Go is still going alive and well. Minecraft, which is a phenomenon, still has 55 million active monthly users. But Pokemon Go has 10 million more, 65 million. Now, at some point in time, it peaked for sure. But that's a lot of active users. Throwing it out there, um, Apple will make about $3 million from Pokemon Go. I know you're going, how is that possible? I know. But how is it possible that we've got donut eating contest? I know. Netflix has replaced its five-star rating system with thumbs up or thumbs down. I kind of find it annoying. Thumbs up, thumbs down is better. So... Uh That's
1: right,
2: chat. Yeah, there you go. Mr. T. Is he still on Dancing with the Stars? How Strangely I hope so. I'm not crazy. Um Sprint said it's gonna be dropping its fifty percent discount to Switch. That's an aggressive for Russian. And it's long running. The number four US carrier by subscribers which sold monthly subscriptions at fifty percent off those to rivals will stop offering the discount as soon as this week. So they're going to come up with some new wireless pricing plans as well. Uh, Mortgage applications fell slightly, about 1.6%. The average loan, though, has hit a record high. Congratulations, America. You love debt. I love debt. Thank you. Thank you. Please, instead of clapping, know that in my native land, spitting on me is just like clapping. Spitting on me is just light clapping, oh boy! I didn't know that one was coming. That one got me. um businesses added two hundred and sixty three thousand jobs in March um a good number, so economically speaking, thumbs up, and I can kind of stop right there. I don't have to go much further. I could go that's a good thing. So now, of course, I'd be being silly but that was my only data point to work with. But it's a good one. Um, You know, jobs in America. Ain't that America? You and me. So the stock market doesn't think Trump's going to deliver on his promises of uh, tax cuts. When we cut taxes, the budget's going to balloon. And there's enough Republicans that don't like that. So a lot of people are starting to put the pieces together and saying, looks like he may not get it done. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing in more, fund me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.